Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 291, A Texas Rio Bites the Dust. And I am your host, and the guy who is hosting his first ever Turkey Hunter podcast on his own. So as you all may or may not know from last week's episode, Andy and some of his buddies planned a last minute trip to a few states up north that are still open. And so he's out gallivanting, whacking turkeys. He sent me a couple pictures, so I know they've had some success. Meanwhile... I'm sitting here with my lip poked out, being done, and I just can't stand it. And I have to tell y'all, I am really close to packing up Friday after work and driving to one of those northern states. I could probably make it by daylight Saturday morning. I'd be able to hunt Saturday and Sunday morning before coming back home. But we'll see if that actually happens. I don't know if it will. I know I've had a great turkey season. I can't complain, but you know... I just want one more time. That's what I ask for every time, even the day after I've killed a turkey. It's just that I want to see it happen one more time. And hopefully, I'll get the chance sooner rather than later. So I'll let y'all know if I end up making a weekend trip. Be about a 9 to 11 hour drive. We'll see if that deters me. I don't think it will. But anyway, I'm also looking towards fall turkey seasons coming up. In September, I believe the earliest one's open, so my mind's already going there. And I've been seeing some pictures of lots of poults being born, which is a great sign for this spring. So hopefully we have plenty for the 2021 spring season, which we are 281 days, 10 hours, and 58 minutes from opening morning in South Florida. So that's the earliest date you're going to be able to chase them this year. Unless you fly out to Hawaii. I don't know what their opening dates are. But we're less than 300 days away, so we're closing in on it. The only bit of housekeeping I have for you guys this week is that the Owl Hoot Contest, we're down to our two finalists. We will release the winners soon, I promise. But this week, Andy is gone. He doesn't have very good cell service where he is. He's had enough to send me about two pictures, and he is having a good time. But we're going to get you the results of this owl hooting contest. And somebody's going to be taking home a one-of-one Preston Pittman custom box call. And so we'll have that ready for you hopefully by next week. So tune in for that, and we will let you know who the winner is. This week, 
You just have me. Andy's out chasing turkeys, as I said. So I'm going to bring to y'all my Texas turkey hunt from this past spring. On my social media, I had a guy named Josh reach out to me. He has a ranch in Texas called Spoke Hollow Ranch, and he invited myself and my wife, Audrey, to come down and said he had some turkeys on the ranch. So Audrey agreed. It looked like a gorgeous place. We had to kind of go back and forth because of coronavirus and figure out the plans there, but it all came together. And the second weekend in April, I believe it was Easter weekend, and church services were off, obviously, because of coronavirus. So we were able to leave and go for a three-day weekend in Texas. So we went down to Spoke Hollow Ranch in Texas, and Josh took us around the place the first morning that we got there. We checked it out. We found some turkey sign. We hiked all around. Absolutely beautiful place. He has got a gorgeous place out there. And so I was pretty excited for the next morning's hunt. Saturday morning, I woke up and got out there bright and early and immediately heard a couple gobbles way off. We didn't hear anything nearby, so we started heading towards those far-off gobbles and didn't have any luck. So a, a thing that I ran into on this trip was that there's a high fence around the whole ranch. There's a few holes in it now, but there is a high fence around the majority of the ranch. I actually called up a gobbler to about 15 steps. He just happened to be on the other side of the fence. It was a really neat experience nonetheless. It was raining when it happened, so I don't have the audio for you guys, but it was pretty cool because he literally, the first thing I heard, he gobbled at me a couple times from a distance, but the first thing I heard once I realized that bird had closed some distance was the sound of his wings dragging that rocky ground, making that sound. And then I see him, he's literally scraping the side of the fence. And so it, it was just an unbelievable experience. He was drumming so loud, scraping the ground with those wingtips, scraping the side of the fence, but he just wouldn't jump it. He just wouldn't jump it. Even though I pleaded with him for probably 15 minutes to do it, he just wouldn't do it. So that was the first day's experience. And, you know, hunted the remainder of the day. And then the next morning, Josh actually went hunting with me. And we were able to go out together. And he said, hey, let's go over here. We'll just sit down over here. I've been seeing some turkeys out in this kind of, it's a field. It looks kind of like the prairie you see out west. He said, there's been some turkeys hanging out here. And so we're just going to sit down right here and see what happens, you know, when they crank up on the roost. And... Almost immediately, once it started getting daylight, we hear one goblin pretty good. But again, the issue is he sounded like he's on the other side of the fence. We were on a different part of the property. There was a big hole in the fence in this area, luckily. So he's gobbling pretty good on the roost. I started calling to him because I knew it was going to take some major convincing to get him to come over there, and he was absolutely tearing it up on the roost, so... I figured he may not have any hens with him because of the way he was gobbling. Well, the bird flies down. I continue to call. He's moving back and forth up and down the fence. And finally, it comes apparent he's running up and down the fence trying to figure out how to cross it. And I'm calling, and he's going up and down the fence. And eventually, he finally found a hole in the fence. So I called, and then all of a sudden, I can tell he's closer. And I assume he found the hole in the fence because all of a sudden, he was over by where that was. He could have flown it. 
but I think he probably found that hole. So he starts closing the distance. I'm calling. He's gobbling. You'll notice in this audio, I used a box call a lot more. I feel like those are very effective for Rios and Merriams. And I've killed some Easterns with them, but it doesn't seem to be as effective. I like my diaphragm calls for the Eastern. But for some reason, I think my diaphragm call has a little too much southern hen in it and those rios and mariums aren't as enthusiastic about it so i'm hitting him with my old lynch box and then i also have my diaphragm in he gobbles some at that too so we're in texas i'm set up on a big tree out kind of on the point of this prairie looking area the bird's gobbling he's coming there's lots of flowers and things in between i'm gonna play the whole clip for you guys he comes in You'll hear me say that I see him, and then you'll hear a shift. So what happened there is the bird went behind a bush, gave me an opportunity to move my gun to the right where it needed to be, and then the rest is history. So I'm going to play this clip for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Texas. We're in the city of Wimberley, Texas at Spoke Hollow Ranch, and I will see you guys on the other side.
here.
All right, so there you have it, my first Texas Rio Grande. This was only the second Rio Grande I believe I've ever come into contact with, but it was absolutely gorgeous country out there in Texas. I don't know if any of y'all been to the hill country of Texas, but that place is gorgeous. I always had envisioned Texas hunting as being out in the cactuses and in the desert, but it couldn't have been further from the truth. This place was hilly, big river running next to it, a lot of little creeks running through it. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. And seeing that Rio Grande, he never strutted or anything because he was in a hurry once he got across that fence. He was almost trotting at me when I finally laid him down. So we had a blast out at Spoke Hollow. And one thing interesting we did with this bird, we used every part of the bird. I'm talking we harvested his heart, the liver, we took all the normal meat that you get off a bird, and then we took the entire carcass that was left over and used it. So with the heart, we made breakfast, heart and eggs, which was absolutely delicious. You can find that recipe on my Instagram. And then we took the carcass, we smoked it in his Traeger grill that he had there, and then took that smoked bones and little pieces of charred meat that we maybe had missed, put that in a big pot with some celery, onion, water, and he made a stock out of that, so a wild turkey stock, and we ended up having a soup the following day using that stock, and it was unreal. He cooked the liver for me. It was very good. It also doesn't hurt that Josh used to be a chef in his past life, and so he knew how to whip some stuff up with that wild turkey, but we ate every portion of meat off that bird, including the neck meat, the heart, the liver, using the bones for brine. I mean, it was a pretty cool experience to do that with the bird, and he was absolutely delicious because we ate him the same day I killed him. You cannot beat that, so. It was an awesome hunt. Texas was gorgeous. The bird was gorgeous. His Rios with those buff-colored tail fans are very pretty. They are different, as you can hear from the gobbles in the audio. They don't have that deep roar that the Eastern has that I'm used to. And I, you know, the Rio is a fun bird to hunt. I am in love with hunting the Eastern personally, but I do enjoy mixing things up and chasing a Rio every now and then. And I have to change some strategies with those birds. They cover a lot more ground. That'll be the calling tip of the week. When hunting Rios and Merriams, which I don't have a ton of expertise with, but my calling tip specifically for those two from my experience is that you can call more and call louder and you need to expect that the bird will cover more ground quickly than you might be accustomed to with an Eastern or Osceola. And that's hung up on me a couple times in the past where a bird gobbled way out there. I thought I need to close the distance 100 yards. I started moving and ended up bumping the bird because he was covering so much ground so fast. So you got to be careful with Rios and Merriams. They'll come charging in and then maybe use a higher pitched loud box call when you're out west hunting those birds because they seem to really like those sounds. So there's your calling tip of the week and I hope you guys enjoyed that hunt. Sorry I don't have much more for you. I know we're all kind of missing turkey season right now. Good luck to everybody who still has another weekend left. I know there's a few states that are going out on Sunday, and I believe Michigan and Maine are still open for the first week of June. So good luck to those hunters. 
And for the favor of the week this week, guys, I'm just going to ask you something different since I'm controlling the show. Tag me and Andy. I'd like to see your turkey pictures from this year. So tag us on Facebook or on Instagram or direct message it to us. So on Facebook, you can tag or direct message it to I Am Turkey Hunting, which is our page. Send it in to us. I'd love to see your bird from this year. And then on Instagram, my handle is the Father 49 That's G-O-B Father 49. And send me a picture of your bird or tag me in one of your posts. We just want to see what success you're having this year. And hey, if you've picked up a tip from the show and you want to say that that tip helped with your harvest of the bird, we'd love to see that kind of thing. So that's this week's favor that I'm asking for you guys is tag us and show us your bird. Tell us about the hunt we'd love to hear the experience so i hope you guys have a great rest of your week i appreciate you spending your time with me here on the podcast i know that you have choices and we appreciate you spending your time with us so we will see you again next week goodbye